You're listening to episode 116 on the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm chatting with Shalene Bryant. And that's what's so awesome about God is he's in the victory business. He wants to be the heroes of our story. He wants to be the heroes in our marriage and as a mom and in our careers and as a neighbor. Like, we're trying to be the hero. We're trying to have a plan B if A doesn't work. We're trying to have a C, D, and E, and F if that doesn't work. And God's like, I only have a plan A and I win. So the sooner you get on my plan, we can go places. And once I trusted that as a young mom and wife, um, I was able to launch, I think, into the adventures that he actually had for my life. Y'all hold on to your hats because Shalene Bryan is bringing it today. Shalene is the author of the book Ridiculous Faith and Love Skip Jump. But more than that, she was a Hollywood producer, the mom to two teenagers. And she is bringing biblical truth to help us center and be full of that ridiculous faith. She helps us remember how to seek God for our kids, how to follow not a formula, but God's commandments to love Him and love others. She shares her story of starting Skip One Ministries. You are going to laugh out loud when she describes that story. Uh, she also shares how to help our kids choose to give over receiving and what that looked like for their family. And so one specific practical idea I love that she shares about how to help us decide what's a yes or a no. And then lastly in our conversation, we talk about how as moms we can often be paralyzed by fear instead of filled with faith and moved by our feelings instead of facts. It's great stuff. You're going to be encouraged. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Shalene, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Hi, Heather. I'm so glad to have you on here and get to talk about ridiculous faith. But before we do that, would you introduce everybody to your family? Yes, my favorite thing of all. Um, (laughs) I'm a wife first. My husband and I will be married 26 years in August. Got married at 21. And I think the coolest thing is I'm still madly in love with him. And we have two children. Um, Our son, Blake, is a freshman in college. He's 19. So I just went through a new kind of season with that um, as a mom who had my kids, you know, under my roof my whole life that I can, as a mom. So it was so weird. Mm -hmm. And our daughter is 16 and she just started driving and is a junior at Oaks Christian High School. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm so thankful when I get a chance to talk to moms like in a season (laughs) beyond mine. Yeah. (laughs) And pick your brain. Yeah. I know. And I just went to lunch with a girlfriend who's a little bit ahead of me in her season. Mm. Her kids just graduated from college. And I go, yeah, well, Tammy, it's not so bad. It's like four years. And then if they go get a doctorate or a master's, you know, they'll, they'll come home. And she goes, Shalene, they never come home the same way after college. Mm. And I go, what? She goes, did you go back home? And I'm like, no, I got married. Mm. And she's like, exactly. Like things happen. And I'm like, wait a minute, Blakey's not moving back into his bedroom. And like, what? Mm, Like the grieving (laughs) happened again. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. You just, as a mom, you just get in that lane and, you know, they're the most important thing in your life at times. And just, they go off to college and they're young men and women making an impact in the kingdom for God. And you realize that that's what we were supposed to do, right? Train them up in the way they should go. But wow, it's such a, a different season for my husband and I right now. Yeah. And so I know I've heard from women, friends of mine that have had more years post kids, like kids out of the yeah. house than they ever had kids at home. Wow. And, you know, the generation before us, it was all stay at home do nothing else, 
ironing, cooking. Did you do other things besides, you know, raising kids? Yeah, I was, movie, doing? I was a movie producer. Um, but I definitely was a stay at home mom. I was fortunate enough that um, either I took my kids and put them in the movies I was producing uh, at certain ages. <laughs> so smart. Or, yeah, nepotism at its <laughs> finest. It's totally good. Um, my kids had done more acting than I had done producing. I mean, my son was in Jurassic Park 3. He was Noah Newman on Young and the Restless. So when I did a little independent film, I'm like, come schlep over here and do your mom's movie. Um, <laughs> so Can you lower your standards a little yeah. over here? Yeah. I'm not Steven Spielberg, but come on. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea your kid. That's hilarious. Yeah, my daughter's in Grey's Anatomy. She's on season two, and she uh, it helped pay for their college. That's for sure. My my son's at Pepperdine now in Malibu, and he sure loves that acting money now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure. comes in handy now. Now they need it. He didn't even know he was making money, and that's what was so cute about it. You know, he just thought it was fun, like a fun yeah, thing to it's do. Like, yeah, you go to play baseball. No one's paying you to play soccer on Saturday. <laughs> you know, so it's just a fun thing for him. That's great. Okay, so had you been a producer before you had kids and then you just kept doing um, it? I actually interned when I was 21 for the Barbara Cameron Agency. I thought I wanted to be a talent agent. Mm. So I interned for her, uh, Kurt Cameron and Candace Cameron's mom. Candace actually wrote the foreword of this book, Ridiculous Faith. Mm. I was um, in her wedding and she was the star of Full House and now yeah. Full oh, yeah. House on the oh, view. Yeah. She's um, my son's godmother. And so they're just our family. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've known Candace since she was 15, but that's how I learned the business is through Barbara. And she's been a mentor to me to this very day. She's on my skip one board and we travel all over the world, bringing food and clean water to children. And she travels with me when I speak on my book tours. And um, that's how I learned the industry. And I would go to the set with her every Thursday night to see full house being taped because Candace was a minor. And because I was older, I was married. My husband was actually working full time and going to law school. My husband was a youth pastor when I married him. And yeah, our first year of marriage, um, he came home with books and he had enrolled in law school. And I'm like, honey, don't you have to be really smart for that? He goes, I am. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You You married a youth pastor who became a lawyer. That's that's yeah, not every like, day. Like he had a cute butt and he loved Jesus. I was 21 <laughs> years old. Like, what do you want? So, um, <laughs> it was definitely um, a journey and an adventure that God was taking us on. But Barbara was just such a generous mentor. You know, I was on the set all the time. And the saying that says it's who you know is so true yeah. Um, yeah. In, in Hollywood. And I just got to be connected and meet a lot of talented, um, well-connected people that gave me a shot and allowed me to try uh, different things and work on different shows. And it was really a fun season. I'm so happy to be out of it. I'm um, in doing poverty now full time. And Right. We'll um, <laughs> but like- it was definitely a season that I enjoyed. I mean, I'm, ta- I'm thinking through like, you know, because I said that a lot of these listeners are young moms, right? Yeah. And you're in Hollywood, which is a whole nother. I mean, I talk about Dallas being crazy culture wise, but Hollywood is from my experience of visiting yeah. family out there. It's its own unique culture and you're working and you're making films and doing TV shows and you have kids. How did you manage? Well, I've got like four questions in my head at the exact same time. That's One, okay. I want to, I know young moms are asking like the decision to keep working versus full staying home full time. That's something a lot of them struggle with. 
Talk through that for a second and then we'll get into well, culture first of shock. All, um, we waited six years to have kids. Okay. So um, I didn't have kids during that, that time when I was interning for Barbara. I didn't get married at 21 and pop out a kid. Right, right. I, we waited six years, get my husband through law school. And that's when I was really doing a lot of the stuff with Barbara and producing. And then when my kids started school, um, I would do some producing, some consulting, um, but I was always able to take them to school and pick them up. Mm. If I was on a little movie set um, when they were younger, um, kindergarten, first, second, elementary age, I would bring them with me and they would do their schoolwork on the set with the with the studio teacher and they would be with me. Mm. Um, I was really blessed that way. My husband also, he opened up his own law firm when he finished law school and he passed the bar exam the first time, which was a blessing. Yeah. So it took the you know, the financial burden off of us because producing, you know, paid a lot of money. And so once my kids got into junior high, um, my last movie I made was in 08. And then I went into um, full-time with skip1.org, the charity we started to build kitchens at orphanages and schools so kids could have lunch. So my kids were still young, you know, I mean, 13, 14, uh, 15 years old, right around there. And I was, again, home with them. I think there's so many creative things you can do from the house Mm -hmm. to still be a Proverbs 31 woman um, without, you know, having to be in a nine to five situation. Um, But it's living under your means. And sometimes we want it all. And there's a sacrifice for that. I mean, definitely I went from making a certain amount of money to coming home uh, with the kids and maybe doing more limited things like consulting um, while the kids were at school, my income like cut in half, Um, but it was worth it to us. I mean, there's just certain things for us that as a family, we made the decision that might not be the best thing for another family. You know, God's a creator. He's not a duplicator. Mm, and I don't think good. what works for me doesn't mean that that's what someone else has to do. Um, I think it's really coming together as a couple. Plus, if you're a single mom, like Godspeed, man, that's like hardcore. I have some friends who are single moms and they have no help. And they're working and they're trying to provide for their kids and their kids go to daycare after school and they feel guilty and they pick them up and they're exhausted and they go back home, get them fed, get them in bed and repeat it the next day. Mm. And there's a season where you're just going, what is this all about? Mm. And that is why it's so important that we fix our eyes on things to come, the Bible says, not on earthly things, because it could literally destroy you. Yeah, yeah projecting too much. I can't keep doing this forever. Right. Instead of being so present today, recognizing that tomorrow isn't promised to you. It's not promised to me. And being really, really intentional about wanting to be a mom, a wife and a mom who um, is fully engaged, you know, it studies my kids, see what makes them tick. Because what made them tick in elementary school isn't what makes them tick in junior high and in high school and now in college. And really studying that. I mean, God entrusted the kids that we have specifically to us. There was no other mother that he thought would be perfect than you. So I wouldn't be a better mom for your kids or you wouldn't be a better mom for my kids. God's not saying oops. You know what I mean? And that's where it gave me a lot of confidence when I started reading God's promises and realizing that He knew exactly what he was doing when he gave me the kids he gave me and the desires and the career and the opportunities that he gave me. And so as long as I know that he and I are okay, 
like I check in with God, I check in with my husband, then I really don't give a crap what anybody else thinks about my parenting. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I yeah. can't worry about it because yeah. it will literally like ruin you. No, I think that's that's centering right there. That is hugely centering as everyone's trying to like look for the the program. Okay, what do I do next? Where are my five yeah. steps? Yeah, and, it's called it's called love God and love your family. Yeah. I mean, you love God and love people, you're going to succeed at everything you do. Mm-hmm. It's really like he's like, can you do these two things, and I'll take care of the rest of your life. Well, now you have the perspective, right? You've launched right. one and, and like, I don't know, do you have regrets of like things you would have done differently? Or are you pretty I don't happy? know that they're regrets. <laughs> I don't have regrets because okay. the reality is anything that maybe happened or went wrong, I was able to learn from and step mm-hmm. up as a woman of faith and trust God for the outcome, even though I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And that's what's so awesome about God is he's in the victory business. He wants to be the heroes of our story. He wants to be the heroes in our marriage and as a mom and in our careers and as a neighbor. Like we're trying to be the hero. We're mm. trying to have a plan B if A doesn't work. We're trying to have a C, D, and E, and F if that doesn't work. And God's like, I only have a plan A and I win. <laughs> So the sooner you get on my plan, we can go places. And once I trusted that as a young mom and wife, um, I was able to launch, I think, into the adventures that he actually had for my life. Um, And that's what took me on that journey in 2003 to Africa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, Because like – and that's the books. You wrote Love, Skip, Jump and your right. newest book, Ridiculous Faith. And like I said, you're in this culture of Hollywood and then you get you get this experience. So tell everyone, t- talk us through that. Yeah, I was just having a party. I'm Italian. I love people over. And a girlfriend of mine um, brought a, a friend of hers I didn't know. She was from London. And um, we were standing in our kitchen and she points at my refrigerator of the two little African children that we paid 25 bucks a month for. We had a boy for our son, Blake, and a little girl for our daughter, Brooke. And she goes, you fell for that? How do you know those kids aren't 40 years old? And they're just taking your money. And I'm like, what's your name? Can you get out of my house? No. Um, Please leave now. No, really. I said, I don't. I guess I'm just having faith that mm. the money's getting there. And so that night I, I go to bed and I said, Bryce, I'm going to Africa. Like, I want to see where our 25 bucks a month's going, you know? And he's like, settle down. Like, we're not going to spend $3,000 you can find out. And I go, I'm serious. What if it's fake? And we could be paying for some guy's Porsche. These kids could be 40 years old. Well, the man's been married to me for a while. He's like, you don't even own a passport, Shalene. And you know you need shots to go to Africa. And I'm like, look, I'm going to get all the information. And um, he's like, yeah, why don't you go do that? So I did. These husbands I, are so used to these like crazy middle of the night, like flip right. outs. Middle of the yeah. night conversations yeah. and you yeah. just go back to bed. Yeah. So, um, But you did, it wasn't just that. You really did. You really acted on it. Yeah, so I got the cap passport, the shots, and I flew from LAX to Heathrow and Heathrow to Entebbe, and I showed up, and I told no one I was coming, Heather, because I was going <laughs> to be Diane Sawyer and, like, bust this thing open if it was fake, you know? You were, like, like hitting cameras crazy. in your blouse or something? Right, exactly. Yeah. They didn't even have GoPros back then. <laughs> and so I show up, and I'm like, hi, I'm from America, and I've been in coach for 24 hours. Like, where are my two kids, <laughs> AR212 and GR479? All I had was a little numbers. Right. And she goes, follow me. What? And she hikes me two miles into, like, the back lot of a movie set. It was, like, mud huts the size of my walk-in closet with the bad-looking sheet for the front door. And she goes, this is Omega's house. 
And that's a little girl on my refrigerator. She goes, go ahead, go in. And as I pull the sheet back to go inside, this little girl darts at me and goes, Mzungu, which means white, but I didn't know that. And I didn't recognize her because she had grown from her little photo. I'm like, Omega? She goes, yes. I go, I'm Shaleen. She goes, I know. And as I was hugging her and holding her like I would my daughter, Brooke, I was thinking she's real, like 25 bucks a month. And then my eye catches the Christmas card photo of my family embedded in her med wall. And I'm thinking, she's been getting her mail. No, actually, I was thinking, my mother-in-law doesn't put up my picture. I'm like, wow. I'm like, honey, I'll get you anything, you know? And she goes, I'd like a bed. And I'm like, cool, where's Target Jungle out here? You know, like, you got a pottery barn? Like, what do you do? And so I took her and our little boy, Alonis, into the capital of their country, Kampala. They'd never been out of their village, you know? And I bought them beds, sheets, a mosquito net for the malaria, a blanket, and a pair of shoes for $20. I'm like, we're all Oprah over here. Like, who wants a bed? They're like, three bucks a bed. You get a bed and you get a bed. Yeah, I'm like, you get a bed. I go, I literally went back to her village and did an HGTV design on a dime. I'm passing out beds, rolling out linoleum. And I'm thinking if my girlfriend's back home in Los Angeles, if they knew that I'm skipping a manicure, pedicure, seriously, and keeping this kid alive, fed in school, they'd skip it. Mm. So when I got back, my husband and I founded skipone.org with the dream of getting everyone on the planet to skip one thing once in their life for the sake of someone else. Skip a latte, a lunch, a pack of gum. A little girl was just on our site. She skipped her tooth fairy money. She bought a bed. You know what I mean? It's amazing. So, yeah, that that one journey completely uh, gave me a new perspective and opened up my life and my lens to a new adventure God had for me. And how old were your kids then? So that was 07. You're making me do math. (laughs) So uh, that was nine years ago. So he's 19. He was like 10. Was your son was 10? My daughter was seven, eight. Okay. So I have a I have a ten and seven year old. So yeah. mine are like super into stuff. And if I try to convince them, let's do a birthday party where you don't get gifts, or like let's do something where like you don't get, but then somebody else gets. Like we give it to a ministry, and they're very resistant. Sure. What like how did your kids go along with this? What tell me their perspective? Well, I never made them skip. Okay. That was their choice when they finally got to a place. And in Love, Skip, Jump, I talk about when my son turned on his 13th birthday. Because obviously he started, you know, traveling with me on different trips and going down to Skid Row and um, being a guest chef at a homeless shelter and Mm -hmm. hearing about the things mommy was doing and seeing pictures and watching people like be totally inspired and moved by it. And he comes to me and says, Mom, I I think I want to skip my 13th birthday and go with you to Haiti. Mm. And this was a month before the earthquake. Like Haiti wasn't even being talked about in the news. Um, We were going there to do a site visit with our organization to possibly build a kitchen. And I said, no, Blake, you're not going. I said, we're going to an AIDS hospital. I have not seen this place yet. I was taking some some Disney star kids and I knew it was going to be more of a you know, high maintenance group. And I just thought, you know what? We're taking a small team. 
Um, once mommy checks it out, then you can go on a different time. And he's like, mom, I think you need to pray about that. I go, I don't need to pray about anything. You're not going, you bite your nails all the time. You're going to get AIDS and I'm not going to have it. Like, right. Like you always have your fingers in your mouth. And so, um, boys, yes. Yeah. They like bite their nails. And so, um, he's like, well, mom, maybe you should talk to dad about that. I go, dad's not going on the trip. Like I'm going and I'm taking a small team and I can't have my son there. Well, Blake calls his dad. And by the time I get back home, um, Bryce goes, hey, I want to talk to you about Blake skipping his 13th birthday. I go, yeah, so do I. I go, listen, until I check this out, honey. And he's like, Shalene, if our son wants to skip his 13th birthday and travel with the king of the universe to serve the least of these, he's going. Mm. And I'm like, you're killing me, Bryce. I go, are you going to go and be his chaperone? He goes, no, God is. He goes, God can take our son at the mailbox if he wants to, Shalene. Mm. Besides, you're the biggest mama bear of them all. <laughs> no one's going to mess with your kid. And I go, I just haven't looked it over yet. And, and he goes, no, you're scared. Mm. Fear is making you make this decision. Mm. That's why I ended up having to write the second book I just wrote called Ridiculous Faith. Yeah. Because fear is the opposite of faith. So you wonder why our faith doesn't grow as moms because we're freaking out all the time. Right, right. You know it's like right. God gives us these amazing children. It's like he ripped our heart out and put legs on it and they're running all over the earth. And it's, you know, as a mom, like I still get moms. I mean, hello, we have a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that trip completely changed my son's life and his lens. And he went on in his senior year of high school to get his whole senior class. He was on the homecoming court. He's a very popular kid, but he still got the whole senior class to skip their senior float. And they raised enough money. They used the funds instead to build a kitchen in North India where kids were cooking with a blowtorch. Young high school boys, that's how they would cook. And he went there in February of last year and got to meet the boys and see the kitchen that Skip One built because the senior class skipped their float and raised $10,500. And if you go to RidiculousFaithBook.com, you can click on the video of my son and his friend who made the whole thing happen. There's about four stories on the website that are actual chapters from the book. Because I think that we like see these and hear these ridiculous stories in the Bible about, you know, Daniel walking out of a lion's den and (laughs) God parting a Red Sea and Moses walking across cross on dry land and Peter walking on water and Noah building an ark. And we go, that's ridiculous. And yet there are miracles and faith journeys that God's doing right now that I share in my book, True Stories, that when you read them, you're going to go, that's ridiculous. So we shot the videos. You could see that they're actually real people like that are living right now. And I think that we are so paralyzed by fear that God couldn't do a miracle in your life if you wanted him to. Mm. Well, we're too busy to controlling it, you know. Well, it goes back to what you said about us moms uh, thinking that it's us and we have to win, and and if we recognize that it's his battle and he's won it and he's victorious and we need to follow him, that's where the faith comes in. We don't have to be fearful of failure, right? Be fearful of, uh, well, if I take you on this trip, you're going to get sick, you're going to die, and I'm going to be the bad mom who took her kid to Haiti. Right. right. Like we're scared of what it makes us look like and, and how we could mess up thinking it's about us at all. And yeah. So, and I say that a lot. I'm like, I'm yeah. not worried that moms are going to fail at anything. My concern is we're going to succeed at something that doesn't matter. Mm. 
Oh, man. And if you'd known when he was 13 what right. what God would be doing, but God knew yeah, where God he was knew taking he was, your son. Was yeah. with Blake's life and who yeah. my son is today. My son just did a video. Um, it's called Purpose. It was for his um, uh, freshman seminar class. And, of course, I didn't know about it, but his godmother being Candace posted, and this video is like a spoken word poem that he wrote and produced and directed with his friend Jack Cameron. And it has over 350,000 views. Mm. And you see how you're, how God uses our children in spite of us mm. to do things that are so epic. And it reminds me of David, right? When he goes to God, he's like, I'm going to build you the temple. It's going to yeah. be off the hook. God goes, <laughs> Got no the plans. Right. You're never going to do that. Your son Solomon is. Mm-hmm. But I love your heart. And I mean, what better thing to hear from God than to God say, Shalene, I'm not going to use you. I'm going to use your daughter, Brooke. I'd be like, yes. (laughs) So we need to be moms that allow God not to use our kids. I think that we're so gripped with fear that we don't. I mean, when we think of of, um, David taking down Goliath, he was, what, 14, 15 years old? Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, I wouldn't let my son go get the mail when he was (laughs) Let alone deliver a meal and end up on a battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's so crazy. And yet, you know, then Samuel comes and anoints him. And and yet it wasn't that he was instantly put in the position of king. He went through a lot, you know, from taking down Goliath to making it to the palace. Mm -hmm. But that journey was all part of God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as moms, I think... In the culture that we're in right now, it's a lot of turning towards your kids to make everything nice and comfy for them. Yeah. Versus what you did, you know, going to another country and doing your thing and inviting your kids along. Yeah. Or them forcing themselves on. But like you moved and then they followed. I think sometimes there's this thing, this feeling I have to make our life about our kids so that they actually miss out on the mission God has for them long-term because I'm not doing the thing God called me to do, which is go forward. If I love to teach, teach, and then invite your kids along and they can see that that's an option for them to be used by God to teach or write or serve the homeless or whatever it is, do something outside of your home so your kids can be invited into it and they can see God uses us. To move. And that is, I mean, such a more powerful demonstration of Jesus's love than to just tell our kids, you know, Jesus loves you and you should take care of the poor and you should do this and you should do that. And he's like, why mom, you and dad don't. Right. Right. So you don't need like lip service is so like, go do it. And when you're doing it, your family's going to join you. Yeah. I mean, on Christmas, we've been guest chefs at a homeless shelter every Christmas morning gosh, for six years. And before that, we were doing other places. See, Christmas is not our birthday. That's Mm. Jesus' birthday. Mm. So it's not going to be about you, Blake or Brooke. It's not your birthday. On your birthday, I'm going to make much about you. That's the day the Lord created you. This is the day, you know. Mm. But on Christmas, it's Jesus' birthday. And so, I mean, of course, they get gifts from grandparents and aunts and uncles. But to be honest, it's like, dude, it's not your birthday. Yeah. What other things, what other things did you do to help your kids like have that out of the box ways of giving and 
ideas? I, I mean, I you mentioned a few. I, you know, really try to live love out loud, you know, by action, not by words. And so um, the kids have seen us let people live in our house and they've seen us um, go down to Skid Row. They see mommy get on planes and go to third world countries. They see Omega uh, the little girl that I met in 03 fly out here in 2013 mm. and stay in our house. And, you know, they see. So when we're about doing our father's business, isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew, right? He goes, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Mm. You wonder why we're not having an experience with God because we're not where God's hanging out. Mm. You, I was hungry. You gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was in prison. You came and visited me. I need to close. You closed me. Mm. And so you want to be where God is? Then we need to be doing the six things he tells us about. I made that thing a checklist. Give mm. that dude. I did the prison ministry for the teens. I, I went and gave that dude a sandwich, got that girl a shirt. You know, I, I'm thinking, check, check, check. And it wasn't a checklist. God's like, this is a life list, Shalene. This is the way I need you to live your life. And I love what the scribes and the Pharisees said in the Bible. They said, but Jesus... When did we see you hungry or thirsty or in prison, right? Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. We want to suck up to people who we think can help us or influence us or right. do something for us in return, right? right? And Jesus goes, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you didn't do for me. Because, mm. see, if they would have known it was Jesus— then right. we would have totally hooked you up. Right. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, we do we die for you, Jesus. We do oh, anything for you, Jesus. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, what? You need a shirt? Sure, <laughs> let me help you because then maybe I can be on your show. I mean, right. Our- in Hollywood, you see that a lot too. You know, oh, like a lot oh. of yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And the truth is, there's only one thing our kids need to get right, and that's mm. follow hard after Christ. Mm. Who cares if they go to Harvard if they're going to hell? Oh man, that's a word right there. I need a shirt with that on it. Right? And so when we first had Blake and Brooke, um, our young married Bible study way back in the day, (laughs) uh, (laughs) our leader was Michael Warren and him and his wife, Rita, just faithful. And they passed out a three by five card to every person, to the husband and the wife. And they said, if you were never going to see your kids again, what would you want them to know? And it needs to fit on this three by five card. And he goes, and when we come back in two weeks, I want you each to read yours. And I don't want you to discuss it with your spouse. I want you each to pray about it and write what you, if you were never going to see them again. And I can't tell you over the 19 years of being a mom, how many times when we were at a crossroads or we were making a decision or we were wondering, you know, should they take that French class or that dance class or that lacrosse thing? Or should we get a pool in the backyard or should we travel across the country to let them try this? That I go read that card. And none of that crap's on the card. Mm. And mm. it cuts the fat really fast. And what was so crazy was I had brought the card out and it was on my nightstand. And this was probably a couple months before my son was moving out to college. And he was in my bedroom and he goes, what's this? Mm. And I told him the story that I'm telling you because he knows who Michael Warren is. And he goes, he reads the card and he goes, mom, you and dad did everything on this card for my life. Mm. And I just started crying, right? Because it's like, that's the only thing that we need to get right. The only thing that my money can't buy for my kids, right, is salvation. Mm. And when I was young, I had head knowledge. 
like I would go to the GMG on Wednesday nights, girls meeting God. And I would go to the little church camps and we would go to church on Sunday. My dad would cuss in the car all the way there because my dad was a safety man. He was not a godly man. And um, my mom would work the Ask Me I Know booth, but was a total alcoholic. Mm. And no one knew. They thought my parents were like these godly people. Mm. And I thought they were godly people too. And I thought you just say a prayer and you go to heaven and you're all good. Mm. And what I didn't realize was I was missing heaven by 18 inches Mm. from my brain to my heart. My head to my heart is 18 inches. I had head knowledge, and the Bible says that, right? The demons believe in God, right. and they shudder in hell. Right, right. It's not enough just to believe in something. There's got to be movement to it. Mm-hmm. I could believe I really want to lose 50 pounds, <laughs> but if I'm eating a freaking Twinkie, it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I really believe I do. I really, really believe it. No, you got to get up. you got to go to the gym. you got to work out or walk or or, or sit on the floor and do some sit-ups. you got to do something, I guarantee. And the doing just reinforces. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it's, it's, not, it's not that we earn our salvation by the doing, which is the opposite extreme. Right. But, it's, it's but there's this intricate balance that God gets that we are sometimes not as aware of that we need to, we need to act it out because then it just reinforces it, the faith. And right. And isn't that what Jesus did? I mean, the most yeah. famous verse in the Bible, John three sixteen. right? Mm-hmm. People who don't even believe in Jesus, they hold it up at football games <laughs> and whatever. But there's three words in that verse that really got me when I was writing Love Skip Jump. And it was for God so loved the world that he gave. See, God didn't say he was going to die for our sins. I'm going to save the sins of all the world. No, he went and did it. He got his butt up on there on that cross. Yeah. He didn't talk about it. He didn't say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure a way out for everybody. No, he went and did it. Mm. And that's why no one can boast, right? It's not by works that we're saved. It's by grace, undeserved favor. And so as I love my husband the way Christ loved the church, as I love my children the way God entrusted me to, which I suck at sometimes. (laughs) See, that's why I'm a Christian. I suck and need a savior. Right. Right, right. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need them. Right. Yeah. And yet there's not one good among us. So perfect isn't even in my vocabulary. What's that? That's Jesus. Mm. Fix my eyes on things to come, not on earthly things. I'm going to seek him first and his kingdom and then worry about where my kids are going to college, right? Mm. I'm going to seek him first and let him direct the path of all of that Mm. as he drops scholarships for both of my kids. (laughs) I'm worried all these years. And you guys are going to say the same thing. You're going to get 10 years out and go, oh, my gosh. Look what the Lord blessed our kids with. Mm. He had this whole plan. And look how that all happened. Mm. If we're faithful to follow today. Right. And not be so fearful of what's coming that we don't step out in faith today. It's Galatians 6, 9, right? Yeah. Do yeah. not grow weary in doing what is right, moms. Mm. Because mm-hmm. in due time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Yeah. Well, and, I, and man, I tried to turn in my resignation letter as mom last week, and my husband wouldn't take it. It's like the pay's too low. I give yeah. up. I mean, every mom has had that moment of like, I give up. It's I'm not seeing the fruit today, right. so I'm not going to keep going. I'm afraid I'm actually making matters worse. We don't need a college fund. We need a counseling fund. I mean, those are the things we say, yep. but I think that your message, and I'm so thankful. I mean, you can preach, girl. I would send under your preaching that you're so sweet that it's it is the day in day out believing that God is victorious that we have nothing to fear because he cannot fail 
Right. And the only failure is in us not believing him for now. Yeah. And not yeah. letting our feelings dictate yeah. our actions. Yeah. There you go. Those comments are feelings, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm destroying my kids. I feel like I'm not a good wife. I feel like I'm falling mm-hmm. short. Those are all feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is you're fearfully and wonderfully made. The mm-hmm. fact is God's going to give you everything you need for life and godliness today. The mm-hmm. fact is you are his wife. You are mm-hmm. their mother. Get out of bed and let's have a <laughs> day. Let's do this. Let's do this. There's plans that he's prepared in advance for each of those kids. And you're playing your role in being the hands and feet of Christ today. Yeah. Yeah. Love them. Love them. Love God. Love others. That's the other thing you said. That's right. Girl, so good. And I know you've got lots today, so I'm going to yeah. let you go. Thank you. Because I think we could chat for days. But I, I really think, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate I, you being on so much. Thank you, Heather, for having me and sharing me with your community of friends. And um, I, I'm excited for you to read Ridiculous Faith. I can't wait to hear what you think. Where can they find you online? Okay, so, well, first of all, if you go to RidiculousFaithBook.com, yeah. you can get, I think, a f- free one or two chapters oh, if you cool. don't want to just to get an idea and see those videos. But you can get me at ShaleenBryan.com or uh, skip one, and it's the number one.org. All right, I'll put all those links in the show notes. Perfect. So great. Love it. Thanks, Shalene. Have a fabulous day. You too. Bye. bye. Are you ready? Are you ready to take action? Are you ready to move and jump and skip? I think uh, some of you are thinking, you young moms, you're like, wait, Heather, I'm confused. I thought in the episode with Grammy, you told us that as young moms, we aren't in the season to take pies to widows. Well, that's the awesome part about what Shalene is sharing with us. You're not... You're, you're skipping something if you're going to give to her ministry. You're actually what you would normally maybe spend money on. Maybe it's a one trip to Chick-fil-A. You're a month, not every week because heaven forbid. But one time a month, we're taking that money and we're giving it to help build a kitchen in another country. So these teenagers don't have to cook with blowtorches. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, Maybe you're out there and you're like, okay, I love the idea of being on mission and inviting my kids along and we do this together, but I don't know what my mission is. I don't know what God's calling me to do. If you have never considered that, then one resource that I loved, I I did it in college and I think I did it again uh, a few years into marriage. It's a study called Experiencing God. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a great study on uh, Moses and how he went where God was already working. So God's at work all around us. He already has a plan. He's already victorious, like Shalene said, and he's inviting us into that plan. And whether we choose to say yes and go with him in his power, in his strength to accomplish his purposes, that's our chance, not because of our effort, but because of our joy to get to watch him move. So last week I had an opportunity to serve and to minister to someone, and I almost said no uh, because I was tired. I was depleted. I was down. And when I talked to God about it, I realized uh, I was trying to do it in my own strength. And if I would just sit back and let him move and all I needed to give was my time, time that I thought I would use to maybe just rest in my house Uh, but really I would probably end up decluttering or moving things around like I do, or I don't even know. I'd waste it. Uh, So my time and then my space, allowing that ministry opportunity to happen in my home. And when I, when I offered that small sacrifice, 
fishes and loaves <laughs> that I had, uh, he moved in that time in an amazing way. And it actually filled me up more than a, any, any kind of other break I could have chosen would have. So I think one thing to think about is where is God already moving in your life? Where do you see him at work? And what small part can you give to join him? It's not going to take extra effort and deplete you. It's actually going to give life to you. And it's not because, like we said in the episode, that you're earning your faith. It's actually because of your faith in God's moving that you are motivated to join him and allow him to work. Because when we take it on as our mission and what we're doing, then we get tired and we get depleted. And that's even true with your kids and how you're serving them and thinking uh, that how they turn out is up to you. And when they get in trouble with teachers or, or they're just not listening, we've told you a thousand times that it's actually your part in it. Uh, you play a role, but ultimately it's God moving. So, and I, I mentioned that I put it in the show notes. I wanted to tell you real quick, You can always find those show notes over on my website, but if you're listening on your phone through uh, maybe an iPhone and you're using the Apple app, if you click on my picture, the the icon for the God Center Mom podcast, it should show the show notes. And if you scroll down past the little intro that I write, it'll have the links to all these things that I mentioned. Whenever I say it's in the show notes, you can actually click straight through from your phone. I wanted to make sure you knew about that. The other thing I wanted to mention is I had a little experiment with Facebook Live this week, and I really, it was a very last minute decision. I wish I would have thought it through a little bit more, because a few of you watched it, and uh, I would have maybe been a little more organized, but you can check that out over on my Facebook account, and also, I put the giveaway for Jeremy Camp over there, but because of the way Facebook works, they have only shown it to, like, a couple people, and so there's only seven entries, so it's a really high chance that you could win, and that's going to be available uh you can you can sign up to enter that giveaway um, you have until Wednesday the 20th, I think, like 4 p.m., I think I put. So go check out the Facebook page for that live video and also the Jeremy Camp CD. The video is funny. Some people are like, I've been listening to you for two years and I finally get to see you talk. It's like we're meeting for the first time. So something I never considered. Uh, maybe I'll do some more videos. But I hope you all have a great week. I hope you find your yes. I hope you can get a card out a three by five card and answer that question Shalene brought up. What do you want your kids to know if you you never see them again and help you decide what are your guesses and what are your no's? All right. Have a great week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.